Good morning, Crypto 101ers. This is Bryce, your new host. And this is Pete Tamai. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, his name is Mr. Eric Larchevec, and he is the founder and the executive chairman of Ledger. Ledger is the hardware wallet company uh, with the Nano, the Nano X, the Nano S. Um, they've got a bunch of great private key management solutions. Uh, and here we are today to introduce you to Eric. Eric, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. We are very, very excited. Um, so today for our audience, just to set a quick agenda, we actually had Eric on the show previously, so I want to refer you to that episode to check out some of the basics on private key management. We'll do a little refresher here to our audience because you can never overstate the importance of good private key management. We're going to look at the Nano X, which is the newest product, the Bluetooth Ledger and we are going to go through some of the strongest selling points about the Nano X compared to some of the others. So without further to do, Eric, why don't we start off just by talking about some of the basics of private key management? You know, what is a private key and why are they so gosh darn important? Yeah, of course. When you own Bitcoin, so any kind of crypto assets, what you really own is a private key. So it's very important to be able to manage it securely. A private key, it's just information. It's a bunch of zero and ones. Uh, that you can write on a piece of paper, uh, but that you can also store in a computer. And basically, it is used to sign a transaction. Whoever has access to the private keys can sign a transaction, which is going to update the blockchain, which is basically going to change the position of Bitcoin from one account to another. So basically, uh, the private key is like a beer bond. Whoever has it has access to the funds. And that's why it's very important to secure them. And that's why we are providing with hardware wallet, digital safes, which basically are going to give a guarantee about the isolation of your private keys. Because if you just use a software wallet, then your private key is in the memory of your computer and then a hacker can just compromise it, extract it from the memory. Hmm. And that's why you hear so many horror stories about private keys getting hacked. And that's why anyone who is serious about crypto is going to use a hardware wallet to manage his private keys. You know, I, I really liked what you said there about uh, the private keys being like a bearer bond. Could you kind of break that down for our audience of, you know, what is a bearer uh, instrument um, and how Bitcoin is a bearer instrument? Yes, of course. Basically, it's cash. When you have a dollar bill in your hand, it's a bearer bond. It's whoever has the dollar bill in its hand can make a payment. So if someone takes the dollar bill from your hand, then uh, there is nothing you can do. You cannot just, uh, well, you can call the police, but you cannot reverse the fact and you cannot get back your dollar bill. So that's why when we speak about cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin, we say that it's more cash, like real cash money than debt money. And so that's why, in fact, contrary to what we think, it's very physical because you can really own your private keys. You can literally engrave your private keys in steel and just put them in a box in your garden. Uh, and, and so that's really something that you, you can own. And that's why uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are so popular because that's really something you can have. And that's also why we say not your keys, 
not your bitcoins, because all the concept of decentralization of being your own bank is that at the end, you really own the private keys. Eric, you know, going back, we talked quite a bit in our last episode. We spoke about not only you creating the company, we talked about your plans for production, uh, manufacturing, private keys, storage, all kinds of different things. But I just want to refresh. Why did you start the company? What was the need for starting Ledger? uh, And what was your product line evolution? And how did we get to the X? When we started the company, it was almost five years ago, uh, in 2014, we really saw the need for a better and more secure key management. For us, it was obvious that since you were managing everything with your mobile phone or your laptop, then there was a big possibility for security breaches that it will be very easy money for any hackers just to extract the private keys to steal them. And so we understood that there was no way that Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies could scale without a proper security infrastructure. And we came from the world of uh, the smart cards, the secure hardware technology, which is used to secure banking, credit card uh, operations. And so we had all the knowledge and the know-how to to basically start uh, this kind of products. The first hardware wallet that we put on the market, so five years ago, was very simple. It was just a smart card with a USB connector, no screen, no button. That was the first iteration. Then we did the... Uh, Nano S with a screen, which basically added a possibility to verify what you were signing. And that's a very important step uh, for security because you want to make sure that what you are signing is really what you want to do. uh, Because if your computer is compromised and you connect your hardware wallet, maybe it will ask you to sign a transaction sending all your cryptocurrencies to the hacker. So you want to make sure that you verify with your own A's on eyes what you sign. So that was a big evolution for better security. And uh, a few months ago, we have launched the latest iteration, which is the Nano X, which added the possibility to use crypto everywhere. It's not only USB, it's also Bluetooth. And basically, it opens the way of being able to transact, to do anything with your crypto, with your mobile phone, on the go, without having to take your laptop out to connect, uh, to do all these clunky things. So it was the natural next steps uh, for more crypto adoption. Right. I, I've been using the Ledger and I, you know what? I, I really like the X. I, I do. It's a nice uh, machine. Uh, but but I do see that there's a little bit of disconnect between the S and the X right now. Uh, some more coins are, are offered on the S than the X. Can you tell me why there's a, still a disconnect between the two hardware wallets? Yeah, so I would say that 95% of the coins uh, which are on the Nano S are on the X. There are a few that are not yet on the X. And this is because a lot of the coins support is developed by third parties, developed directly by the foundations uh, of the cryptocurrencies or other developers. And we have sent all the SDKs, all the development tools to all the developers to be able to build the Nano X support. But some of them have not yet finished the integrations or they want to wait for an iteration on their protocol to be able to 
to, to, to work and publish on the NanoX application. That's why there are like a few cryptocurrencies such as Monero or others which are not yet uh, ready because it requires some more, uh, some more developments. But ultimately, the goal of Ledger is, of course, to have the same level of support on the NanoS and on the NanoX. You were mentioning earlier the evolution of wallets, and it seems like you know I could just get a mobile phone with an app like Infinito Wallet or Atomic Wallet that supports you know pretty much every single cryptocurrency out there, and then I could just leave that in the safe, and that costs me pretty much nothing. Why would I want to get a Ledger instead? What security features or convenience features are better than just using a mobile wallet? So that's a fair question. The biggest feature is security. If you take a, a mobile phone, like a cheap Android phone or whatever, you, you don't know basically what is the security model of this device or better that you know that there is no security model and that you have no way of making sure that uh, your phone is not compromised by some kind of attacker. If someone finds the phone in your safe, because you can open the safes, you know, uh, then you do not have any guarantee that it's not possible to extract uh, the private keys. The physical security of a phone is very low, and that's normal because it has not been designed to be uh, some kind of four knocks. And also, the software stack of a phone is extremely big. You know, it's more like to a Windows computer where basically you have a lot of possibilities uh, of having uh, security issues or threats. And you also have to be sure of what you are doing because maybe you will tell yourself, okay, I'm not going to do anything on this phone. I'm going to disconnect everything, no Wi-Fi, nothing. But maybe one day you are going to update it. One day you are going to install a third-party app. One day you are going to do a mistake. And it's a bad calculation to save maybe, I don't know, like $100 just to be able to, uh, at the end, to, to have uh, some kind of security issues. So if the hardware wallets have been successful, it's because they really give a real security model and they have been battle tested. We have the donjon at Ledger, which is a security audit laboratory, and we keep all the time attacking our products. We keep also attacking the competition because we want to make sure that we have the highest level of security, always raising the bar. And so our business is about security. And that's why also when if you buy physical gold, you are not going to just put that in your drawer. You are going to buy a real safe, a strong safe because you don't want to take any risk. And so for the same reason, you have to buy a hardware wallet and make sure you don't take any, uh, any stupid risk with your cryptocurrencies. That makes sense. Speaking of other hardware wallets, who would you feel is your major competition and what are the advantages you have over them? Well, the big competitor to Ledger is uh, Trezor, but they have a very different approach when we are talking about the technology. We are using secure chips, so the same technologies that you can find in uh, chip and pin credit cards, SIM cards, passports, etc. It's a technology that really gives guarantees about security because the microprocessors, all the environment has been designed to really sustain a lot of physical attacks, logical attacks, etc. Uh, Trezor, on the other hand, is using the technologies that you can find in, uh, in toasters or remote controls, which basically is a normal processors. And they did that so they can have some kind of open design that everyone can buy uh, this. 
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Kind of microprocessors do their own trezor, so it's a very different approach, but it's going to lack a physical security. If you take a trezor device, it's possible to extract the keys in a few minutes. So you have to make sure if you're on a Trezor device that you have to keep it in a strong safe or you have to use a passphrase. So that's the difference in design, which basically uh, relies on the fact that with Ledger, thanks to the secure elements, you are going to have a very strong physical protection. And in the future, if you imagine that you will have millions and millions of users with hardware wallets, you need to be able to use the hardware wallets on the go. You need to have them on you. It's not just something you can keep on a safe because otherwise there will not be adoption. And that's why physical security is important. Otherwise, if you just let your hardware wallet with your keys on the table for five minutes and then you don't know if it has been emptied, then it cannot work. That's why it is important for the future of crypto to be able to have very strong physical security. I really like that. So don't buy a glorified toaster, buy a ledger. (laughs) Uh, The other thing I was going to say was uh, I remember there was some delays with the Nano X early on in production. Whatever happened there? Because I think you guys released a few hundred and then recalled some and there was some confusion. But I mean, we might as well hear it from you. Whatever happened with that? So basically, we had a three-month delay between the dates that we announced and the uh, production release of the device. We did a mistake, which is to announce a date (laughs) before the product was ready. And hardware, well, is hard. And in consumer electronics, There is a rule which says you do not announce products unless they are really ready to ship. So we took the risk to because there was the CES and we wanted to do an announcement. And we had an issue with a mold uh, which broke. And basically, we had to repair the mold uh, to have a good quality of the plastic injection. So what happened is what we call an industrialization issues. We have not been able to produce the plastic parts of the casing because the mold had an issue. And to repair that, it takes a lot of time. And that's why at the end, we had so long delay, like three months, because we really wanted to take the time to really repair things, to rebuild everything and make sure that all the pieces that went out had the level of quality that we were expecting. And so that's why in the end, uh, we had these delays. And for sure, next time, we're going to announce a product only when it's ready in stock and uh, we're ready to ship. Those kind of production problems and those kind of like setbacks really 
hurt a company, hurt either credibility or also even your, just your bottom line? Yeah, it had a big impact uh, because we had marketing plans, we had a lot of things ready and we had to delay everything. And also, uh, when we knew that there was an issue, we didn't know exactly when it would be ready. It's not like we were able to say, look, we have a delay of two weeks or four weeks. We didn't know. So uh, what we had to do is just trying to be the most transparent possible uh, with our customers, because uh, let's not forget that these customers are ordered already. I mean, like uh, they started to order in January, then in February. So they were expecting to receive the products. And when you delay something, it's not nice. That's why also we did a compensation of offering a gift of uh, a Nano S for our customers, which was quite well received. And in the end, I think that our customers understood uh, that we had some some delays that because we had been transparent about what happened. So luckily, Ledger is a strong company. Uh, we have raised seventy uh, million dollars, so we are in a good position to absorb this kind of uh, of issues. And that's why it's important for a company to be able to have strong cash positions, especially when you are in the hardware business. But uh, we have had some long nights, let's say, uh, trying to solve the, the Nano X issue. Now everything is okay. The production is smooth. The, the level of selling of the Nano X is good. And also the Nano S is still, sell, still selling very well because it's, it's a classic in a way. And uh, we are quite surprised by the level of sales of the, of the Nano S. And, uh, and also we are quite happy about the feedback of the Nano X from our customers or influencers, journalists, uh, that it has been well received. And, uh, so we are happy that the, the, the reception of the product is, uh, is really That's good. awesome. So I, I kind of have a follow up. Uh, to that question, uh, because I remember in the last bull run, I think you guys like ran out and there was a big secondary market and some of the ledgers were running for like 500 bucks yes. or something. So, you know, I think that the market has turned around. All the long-term moving averages have kind of flipped uh, bullish. Looks like momentum is starting to pick back up. So are you guys ready for the uh, the massive product demand that's about to overcome uh, the, the market? And are you guys ready for the bull market? Yeah, well, that's a good question because indeed, in, in the last quarter of 2017 and the first quarter of 2018, it was crazy. Uh, the level of demand was insane. And it's true that there was like some secondary market on, on, on the NanoS because we have not been able to uh, pr produce uh, enough. So this time, uh, we are much more ready. So uh, we have a lot of stock for the Nano S uh, because we uh, we know that the Nano S is still going to sell very well because it has a very good price and it's a product which has been vetted by um, millions of users. So in case there is a huge rush uh, on the crypto, we will be able to deliver on the Nano S. The production of the Nano X is also quite strong. So I would like to hope that the demand will be so high again that it will be a craziness. But I think that this time we are ready. But let's hope that we are not, which will mean that uh, the level of bullishness <laughs> will be even higher than uh, what we, we would predict. And I, I guess that would be a good news for, That's for exactly everyone. That's right. Yeah. So who are you going to be watching as this market really turns around and potentially you know, becomes the best bull market of all time? Who do you have your eyes on? 
Well, we are regarding we are having, having highs on, on on the new protocols like Tezos, Cosmos, uh, of course, and also on the decentralized exchanges. What Binance is doing, for instance, pushing a lot on the Dex, uh, doing some kind of stablecoin on Bitcoin uh, to be able to do Dex uh, with tokens which are pegged to to Bitcoin. That's quite a smart move. And why we are having a look on Dex? Uh, because basically the endpoint is very important because if you use a centralized exchange such as uh, Kraken or Binance, then it's not your crypto and you are uh, delegating everything to the exchange. When you are using a decentralized exchange, then you must secure your own crypto and you must secure all the transactions. And so it's very important that we are ready to have the support uh, for all these decks. And so we are working a lot on these subjects. And with these new protocols, as I was saying, with Tezos or Cosmos, staking is very important. And staking is the new mining. And to stake efficiently, you need also security. You need security for the validators, but also at the level of the delegators, because you want to make sure that everything is secure. And so we are having a look on everything what's going uh, with Tezos and Cosmos to make sure that uh, the Ledger Live will support everything related to staking and also DEX because we believe that's, that's the future. So we are quite bullish with these new protocols. Uh, I believe that they are going to be the basis of a new bull run. And so we are going to make sure that uh, Ledger will provide all the tooling and infrastructure to uh, be in line with this new approach. That sounds amazing. I'm really excited to see just all these different integrations and everywhere I go, I see Ledger. I like the idea of staking as the new mining. And, you know, it's kind of this new trend that's going to be unfolding in the future with, with Tezos and Cosmos and lots of the other staking protocols. So I like that. Staking as the new mining. Yeah. And uh, and so the new infrastructure of the mining will be the hardware wallet. So that's a very important challenge for us. Um, so before we uh, jet out here, I think we each kind of got a couple more questions. But one question I really like to ask guests is, if you had to choose one company besides your company that is having the greatest impact on the crypto space, what would you choose? Well, Facebook, obviously. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, continue. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Well, it's it's a kind of a joke, but it's in the same time it's not because I guess what Facebook is doing with Libra and we are just starting to see exactly uh, what their technology, what their vision is. We are not sure that it's a real cryptocurrency, decentralized cryptocurrency, but they are really going to push a lot of uh, scrutiny on cryptocurrencies. Billions of users are going to be exposed to cryptocurrencies. And so it means a lot for Bitcoin. So I'm very bullish about the outcome of what Facebook is doing. Not because I believe that Libra is going to be a real cryptocurrencies, but because I believe that what they are doing will put a spotlight on Bitcoin and decentralized cryptocurrencies. Eric, come on, man. Tell us the truth. You were meeting with Mark Zuckerberg and you are working on a collaboration with them and Ledger, right? <laughs> tell us. First, here, no, right I, here uh, on Crypto 101. <laughs> no, I will not tell anything. Uh, uh, but um, uh, we, we are, of course, having a look to what they are doing. And uh, the fact that they are using Tendermint is, of course, compatible with, uh, with Ledger. Uh, but there is nothing to announce about that. And we are not part of the founders and uh, 
we are not sure we want to be part of the founders of Libra because we are not sure that it's a real cryptocurrency decentralized. So uh, let's see what what they do in the future. Uh, But in any case, I think it's good that they are putting the spotlight on cryptocurrencies. I very much agree. And thank you very much for your time, Eric. Uh, It's been a real pleasure having you on the show and learning a little bit more about hardware wallets and security. That's all for us today. Don't forget to follow Crypto 101 Podcast on Twitter at Crypto101Pod and also follow Eric on Twitter as well at Eric Larch. This is Pizza Mind signing off. Thanks for listening. Thank you and thank you, Eric. Thank you. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.